Well, today I want to talk to us, especially to our men, Midwest City, uh, Oklahoma City, those joining us online, but all of us will be ministered to by the message today. But being Father's Day, I want to talk to especially the men from this thought, follow the instructions, follow the instructions. I'll never forget when my oldest child was born, the Lord has blessed Tiffany and I with four kids. We have a 10-year-old, and we have a 9-year-old, and we have a 7-year-old and a 5-year-old kids. And when our 10-year-old was born, I'll never forget December the 3rd, when he was born at the hospital. I'll never forget when the doctor, the nurse, handed us Kel to take him home. Putting him in his car seat, first time parent, man, I'm carrying Kel out the hospital to the car, and I buckle him in the car in his car seat, and I get in the car, and I'm driving home, and I cannot believe this is my baby. And I'm looking back, I've been driving extra slow, because I'm like, I got my baby in the car. Come on, how many remember that? You know what I'm saying? You're like scared. You know what I mean? You're driving. You're like, oh, I got my baby in the car. You're driving. I was driving home from the hospital looking back, and there was Kel, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm a parent now. I'm a daddy, and I'm taking this baby home. I don't have a clue what to do. I mean, nobody's really taught me about this. And I get home, and I I can remember even changing Kale's diapers. Come on, how many of you men will admit that you put on a diaper backwards like your pastor? Come on, anybody ever done that before? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not right. I I remember one time I was changing Kale, and, and Kale decided he had to go to the potty before I got done changing him. Thank you, son. Thank you. And you know how many know when it's your first baby and they poo-poo or pee-pee on you? I mean, it's time for a shower. But see, I got four kids. By the fourth one, you can eat a hamburger, change the diaper, got poop on your hand. It's good. What's up? I got four of them bad boys. You're not going to bother me. Do, what, do your thing. I got to finish my sandwich. Children, 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 changing diapers. And, and, and there are some super dads that put together an instructional video on how to change a diaper. And I wish I would have been able to watch this video and had watched this instructional video before I brought my first child home, Kel. And, and I know there are some new dads in the house today. I, I know there are some soon-to-be fathers in the house today. And I want to encourage Midwest City joining us online. I want to help some dads know how to change a diaper. So check out this video.
Now you're ready to have a baby. Get you one of them suits like that man had. You're ready to change some diapers now. Being a father is awesome. I love being a father to my four children, but not only is it awesome, but it's challenging. And don't you wish, fathers, when we were leaving the hospital with our first child or all of our children, that not only would the doctor or the nurse hand us our child, but they would hand us an instruction manual for that specific child. I mean, an instruction manual that says this is your child's DNA, their makeup, their personality, and here is what you do every single day in raising this child. That would have been awesome, but the reality is the doctor, the nurse, didn't hand us an instruction manual to follow to raise our child when they handed our child over to us to leave the hospital. But the good news is this. God did not leave us hanging, men. He left us the greatest instruction manual, and it's called the B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. And the good old Bible teaches us and shows us instructions on how to be a godly father. And today we're going to just peek into Scripture today and study Exodus chapter 18 where we find a story about Jethro and his son-in-law Moses. And, and Jethro's interaction with Moses gives us some good instructions on how to be a godly father. Before we dive into the text today, I want to point out two things about this portion of Scripture to just set it up. The first is this, that, that Jethro was Moses' father-in-law. It was not his biological son. It was his, it was his son-in-law. And, and I want you to understand something today because perhaps you don't have any children. You, but, but I want you to know something, that, that this message is for you. Because God's called all of us to be mentors He's called all of us to invest in people's lives, and I want you to know you might just end up being a spiritual uncle or a spiritual aunt or a, 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 a brother or a sister that you're investing in a younger sibling or you're investing in a cousin. You're a spiritual father or a spiritual mother to someone in the faith. I want you to know, listen, that was not his biological son, but he invested heavily in Paul's life, in, in Moses' life. I also want you to know a second thing as well that's very important for this text, and that is Moses was an adult in this interaction that he had with Jethro. Here's something I know about parenting, and I think all of us should be aware of this if we're not, that you never stop being a parent. This message is for all of us, no matter if you're raising toddlers or your kids are adults and they're 62, you never stop being a parent parent. And, and in this interaction, Moses is an adult, and yet there are lessons we learn about parenting from this interaction between Jethro and his son-in-law. Four instructions on being a godly dad. Number one is this, be present. Be present. Let's study Exodus 18, beginning in verse 5. It says, Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, now came to visit Moses in the wilderness. He brought Moses' wife and two sons with him. And they arrived while Moses and the people were camped near the mountain of God. 
Jethro had sent a message to Moses saying, I, Jethro, your father-in-law, am coming to see you with your wife and your two sons. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law. He bowed low and kissed him. They asked about each other's welfare and then went into Moses' tent. If you're not familiar with, with Jethro, Jethro was a priest. He had priestly duties and responsibilities. No doubt Jethro had pressures in life and pressures in the priesthood and pressures of taking care of God's people. And yet Jethro took time out of his busy life, out of his responsibilities and duties in life. He set some time aside to spend with Moses. And the Bible says he met Moses in the wilderness. He went to where Moses was. Jethro went right where he was. He was intentional about being involved in Moses' life. Jethro was present. Fathers, I know this regarding all of us. We're all busy. We all have responsibilities. We all have pressures in life. It could be pressures from the job. Pressures with bills and finances. Pressures in a marriage relationship. Pressures you're single again and dating. Pressures. Have pressures in life. Here's what I know is all of us have responsibility and pressures and, and life. Just the list can just go on and on and on in life about pressures and responsibilities. And all of us men, we have to set time aside. We have to, we have to just take time and be intentional about being present with our children. It, it will never happen by accident. Life's too busy. It's too fast-paced. If you're not intentional, you can find yourself not being present with your children. And our children need our presence more than they need us to give them presents. And if we're not careful, life can get so busy, we try to substitute our presence by giving them presents and gifts. And we must simply be present. No matter how old your children are, how young they are, being being present. You have kids, perhaps school age, attend their activities. As much as you can't be, be present. No matter how old your daughter may be, go take her on a daddy-daughter date. She may be grown, she may be a little girl, just be present. Go play basketball with your kids. Just go out and shoot. Be present. Maybe you have a little daughter, go just sit down and play dolls with her. Or you got a little boy, just sit down and play army with them. Be present. Play, play video games with the kids. My, my kids, this is a true story. I was a week or so ago playing my nine-year-old in a video game. It was basketball, you know, it's the NBA playoffs, and so we're in the basketball. They usually follow what sport's going on, and so they're playing basketball, so I'm playing the video game with him, and he's beating me. He's spanking me, and he continues to steal the ball from me, and I'm getting angry. 
I am getting hot. And I said, ah, ah, come on. He's looking at me. My five-year-old walks in the room. I, I said, go back downstairs. He goes to his mom and says, daddy's up there talking to me, mama. <laughs> ah, I got I to gotta beat this boy. I was acting crazy, but I was present. <laughs> I was present. I wish I made that story up, but I didn't. That's a true story. <laughs> present, present. Pre- go, go on walk. Walks with your family. Be present. Perhaps it's sitting around the dining room table and talking. Be, be present. Perhaps it's going on a vacation. Go on a vacation and, and just spend time with your family. Be present. Maybe it's a movie night. You say, the whole family, we're all going to the movies, your, your grown kids and the, 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 the son-in-law or the daughter-in-law and the kid, grandkids. We're just going to, we're just, everybody come to the house or we're just having a movie night. We're renting a movie from Redbox. We're just eating popcorn, just, just hanging out. Maybe you, you have a, a son just eating. He's an adult. Maybe fix the car together. Your daughter, go shopping together. Just connect. Go golfing together. Do, do an activity together. Go hunting together. Be Present And Jethro left his busy life and he went into the father, to, to, to the wilderness as a father-in-law to connect with his son. And he was simply present because nothing can substitute our presence. Number two is this, a second instruction on being a godly dad. Number two, be a good listener. Be a good listener. Notice in Exodus 18, the next verse, verse 8, it says, Moses told his father-in-law everything. Have you ever had somebody just tell you everything? And you're like, would you quit telling me everything? Because you give me the shortened version. This is taking too long. Just hit the high points. But Moses told his father-in-law, and he listened. He told him everything the Lord had done. Positive. This, this was awesome testimony to Pharaoh and Egypt on behalf of Israel. He also told about the hardship. Also, also told about the hardships. He starts talking about some of the negative things the people have endured and God's people have been through, the hardships they have experienced along the way, and how the Lord had reassured his people from all their troubles. Jethro was delighted. I like that word. He was delighted. When he heard, he heard about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel as he rescued them from the hand of the Egyptians. Jethro listened to Moses, not kind of listen. He really listened to his son-in-law. He listened to everything. And he never cut Moses off. How many of you parents can be guilty like I am sometimes? of cutting your children off because you don't want to listen, you want to talk. <laughs> you ever been there before? Because okay? we have to work on listening because we can just cut our children off. Come on, have you ever been there before? Your, your teenager's talking and you go, ap, 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 ap. when I was a teenager, <laughs> your son or daughter just got married and they're going through some struggles and you say, ap, ap, listen, 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 when your mama and I first got married, you're talking to your school-aged kids. I, 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 let me say, when I went to school, I walked to school uphill both ways in the snow barefooted. Like, I don't care that you did that. 
And we talked, we talked, we talked, we talked, but, 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 but Jethro listened to everything. You see, parents, when you and I take time to listen to our children, we, we learn a lot about where they are. And we know how to minister to them right where they are. I just want to ask a series of questions, and I just want you to examine your own life because our heart, our goal, my goal, as I'm preaching to myself as well as you, is that God would help us all to be better parents. Just some questions for you to examine in your own heart. Do you know how your children are doing spiritually? I mean, do you really know? Are you just listening? Are you just talking and just, just listening to your children? Do you know what your children are excited about? I mean, they may be 10 or they may be 52. Do, do you know? Are you just, have you just listened to what they're excited about? Do you know what your children are concerned about? The things that are heavy on their heart. Do you know what they're worried about? Have you just took time just to, just to listen? Do you know what your children are tempted with right now? We're all tempted. We all face pressures. Do you know what they're just being tempted by, the pressures they're facing in life? And Jethro just went to the tent. He was present, and he just listened to Moses. Because when you do, you find out right where your children are, and you learn exactly how to minister to them right where they are. There's a, there's a third thing that I want us to see, a, a third instruction on being a godly dad. Number three is this. Be a worshiper. Be a worshiper. Notice this in Exodus 18 and verse number 10. It says, praise the Lord, Jethro said, for he has rescued you from the Egyptians and from Pharaoh. Yes, he has rescued Israel from the powerful hand of Egypt. I now know that the Lord is greater than all other gods, Jethro declares. Because he has rescued his people from the oppression of the proud Egyptians. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices to God. Aaron and all the elders of Israel came out and joined him in a sacrificial meal in God's presence. I want you to notice that Jethro praised God. He lifted up the name of God. He offered worship with, to, to God with a burnt offering. And I want you to notice that when Jethro was worshiping God, he did it in the presence of Moses. Fathers, can I tell you that our children need to see us worshiping God. They need to see dads who worship God with all their hearts. God, I love you. I magnify you. I'll serve you to the day I die. They need to see their daddy worshiping God. You see, a lot of men today, they're concerned about trying to be tough, trying to be hard. Holler at you, boy. So many men are consumed with trying to be cool, trying to be cool, trying to impress somebody. I'm in the room. You ask me, what's up, girl? Man, can I tell you what God desires us to be? Can I tell you what we need to be for 
our families is we need to be men that worship God. We need to be worshipers who lift our hands to God and say, God, my life is yours. I magnify you. Bless the Lord, all my soul and all that is within me. I worship you, God. And can I tell you what some men say? Pastor, I can't do all that. I'm not going to worship God like that. Pastor, I'm reserved. I'm just not going to worship like that. I'm, I'm, I'm reserved. Well, just start somewhere, though. Come on, just come on, give God some praise. Be, be a worshiper. Can I tell you, when you worship God, your, your, your kids will respect you when you worship God. They'll, they'll respect you. They say, Dad worships God, and your wife will think you're hot. I just saw a man wake up right there. Huh, hot. What I got to do, Pastor? Worship. <laughs> Worship. Come on, brother, just start somewhere. Come on, somebody say, carry the TV. Yeah, carry the TV. That's where some of you need to start. Right now, your hands are in your pocket. Come on, just start right here. Carry the TV. Just give God a little praise. You, know, you can't, you're not, I know you're not here. You're not going to give them all like this, but just start, carry the TV. <laughs> carry the TV. Just, just get out your hand, just worship. Come on, somebody say, big screen TV. Come on, carry the big screen. <laughs> Come on, my brother, worship. Carry the big screen TV. Your kids will be like, Dad is worshiping. Your wife will be like, what? Carry it. Come on. Come on. Then go to the next level. My fish is this big. Come on, my brothers. My fish is this big. Come on. I'm just saying, come on, come on. Come on from here. Carry the TV. My fish is this big. Come on. Come on. You don't want no small fish. My fish is this big. I worship you. My fish is this big. Come on, brother. My brothers, I know you like football. Come on. Come on. You go to the next level, my brother. Come on. Worship him. Go, post. Go post. Come on, Lord. I'm right here with you, Jesus. Go post. I bless you. Go post. Come on, my brothers. Come on. Go to the next level. Touchdown! I worship you, Lord. I magnify you. I bless your name. My life is yours. You're awesome. Your, life, your wife will look over and say, what is up with sweet thing? Boy, you looking good today. Woo, Jesus! Worship. God is looking for worshipers, men that will worship him, worship him at home. It's a good thing for your kids to come and walk into the living room or your grown kids to come home and see you reading your Bible at the table, see you praying and calling their name out before the Lord, worship him at home, worship him at work, worship, worship, worship him in the car, worship. When I'm in my car, I've got one or two things playing, worship music or sports animal. Worship. I'm worshiping. I just want to worship. I just want to worship. God's called us men to live a lifestyle of worship, a lifestyle of worship, to live a life of worship. Romans 12 and verse 1 says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and, sister, and, and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies. God doesn't want burnt offerings anymore. We're grateful for Jethro and the Old Testament and burnt offerings and sacrifices, but God is not looking for you to give him a burnt offering today. God, you know what the offering God wants? He says to offer your bodies. As a living sacrifice, God doesn't want you to start praising him in the, in the tomb. No, no, God, God's looking for a, a living sacrifice. Come on, give God praise while you got breath in your body. A living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Living a life of worship. How we live speaks louder than what we say. How we live speaks louder than what we say. God, help us to live a life of worship. 
that we worship you with our actions, and we worship you with our speech, and we worship you with our time, and we worship you with our finances, and we worship you with our talents. God, may we be men of God that we worship you with our entire hearts and our entire life. Our life would be worship. Proverbs 20 and verse 7 says the righteous lead blameless lives. The righteous live a life of worship. They, they're, not, they're, they're, not, they're not just worship with a hand raised, but their entire life is worship, blameless lives. And the scripture goes on to say this, blessed are their children after them. Our children are blessed when we honor God with our lives, when we live lives of worship. I went home one day this past week. When I got home, Tiffany and I were sitting around the dining room table talking, and she was telling me about our little daughter. And she told me I was concerned about Karis today. We were all home, and the boys were playing, and I couldn't find Karis. And I noticed that her bedroom door was closed, and I opened it, and I walked in. And Karis was sitting on her bed reading a book. She says, Karis, why aren't you playing with your brothers? Is everything okay? You okay? She says, I'm okay. What are you doing, Karis? She said, I'm just sitting in my bed reading my Bible. And I thought, wow. My seven-year-old girl is in her bed where she could be playing. Just reading her Bible. She's read her little children's Bible through two occasions. We bought her just another Bible a week or so ago, and she's reading the Bible. Her two older brothers read the Bible on their own. We don't make them. They read the Bible on their own every single day. They just read God's Word. My five-year-old little boy, he didn't have a chance. I'm going to manipulate that boy so bad to read the Bible. Look at your sister. Look at your two other brothers. What's up now, my brother? What's up now? Go, get, go read the Bible now. Get in your bedroom. <laughs> but the Bible says the righteous will lead blameless lives. Their lives will be lives of worship. And blessed are their children after them. Number four is this. Number four, a fourth instruction to being a godly dad is be a source of godly wisdom. Men, let's be a source of godly wisdom. Wisdom. In Exodus 18, Moses was struggling to lead God's people. And, and Jethro asked Moses, why are you struggling? And, and Moses told him that all the people were, are, are coming to him to get their disputes resolved. And I want us to look at his father-in-law's response in Exodus 18, picking up in verse 17. He says, this is not good, Moses' father-in-law exclaimed. You are going to wear yourself out, and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. Now listen to me, and let me give you a word of advice. I like that, a word of wisdom. And may God be with you. You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to him. And Jethro, he goes on to give Moses some godly wisdom. You can 
read the rest of that chapter on your own in your Bible study time. But he tells Moses basically this. He says, appoint God-fearing men to be judges over the people in groups of thousands and groups of hundreds and groups of fifties and groups of ten. And have these God-fearing men that stand as judges solve and resolve the, the, the small disputes, the minor disputes that, 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 that they can handle themselves. But anything that's too difficult for them, then they can bring it to you and that day Jethro because he was a worshiper and because he was a good listener and knew right where his son-in-law was because he was present he was able to give Moses godly wisdom and fathers it's so important for you and so important for me to know God to love God to know his word so that we can be a source of godly wisdom for our children. As fathers, I want us to understand what we're called to. This is not optional. As fathers, as men of God, we're called by God to give our children godly wisdom. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, it says, fathers, notice how it gets so specific. Fathers, I'm talking to you, men of God. God says, I'm talking to you men. Do not exasperate or provoke your children, instead bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Bring them up. This is not optional. I'm commanding you to bring your children up as men of God in training and instruction of the Lord. And fathers, let's make it our priority to know God, to love his word and know his word, to love the Lord and to train our children and instruct them, no matter how young or how old they may be, in the ways of the Lord. It's, it's our role as fathers to instruct our children on how to have a godly friendship, how to have godly relationships, how to have a godly work, work ethic, how to, how to work at the job. Come on, men. God, the Bible says, fathers, fathers, you do this. You, maybe you're a spiritual father. You, you invest, invest in the next generation. Let me talk to you about having a godly work ethic. Let me talk to you about how to handle your finances in a God-honoring way. Let me talk to you and teach you how to be a godly spouse and to have a God-fearing marriage. Let, let, let me talk to you about how to know God how to hear his voice, how to walk with God. Fathers, train them up in the instruction of the Lord. And I realize that there are some dads here today that you're thinking, Pastor, it's too late. I've blown it. You don't understand. And Listen to me. Please hear my heart today. Hear the heart of your heavenly Father. It's never too late. It's never too late to start being present with your children. You say, Pastor, you don't know how strained the relationship is. You don't know how, how distant we are. You, you don't know my child has grown and we, we, you don't understand. It's never too late to start working on being present. It's never too late to start working on being a good listener with your children. It's never too late to start being a worshiper and your children say, boy, there's something different about dad. God must be doing something in dad's life. Your children may be far from God, but they recognize something's different about dad. He's not doing the stuff he used to do. He's not acting the same way he used to act. There's something different about dad. There's never too late to be a worshiper. There's never too late to start giving your children, just guiding them with godly wisdom. You see, God's a God of grace. He's a God, he's a God of mercy. 
He's a God of restoration. He's a God of a second chance. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Would you start today, sir, being present, being a good listener?